0: Welcome to First Verses, a podcast about art and family. I'm
1: Jonathan Deckel. I hope this finds you very well And all your dreams have finally come true I had to overcome an ocean of rage That's threatened and caged me since my youth
0: as the singer in Montreal art rock group, The Dears, Murray Lightburn has spent much of the last two decades brutally crooning about the apocalypse. But on his latest solo album, Hear Me Out, Lightburn has toned down the operatics in favor of simple, folky ballads, crafting a tender, robust peon family life that feels brazenly intimate and personal. A son of Belizean immigrants who moved to Quebec in the 1960s, Lightburn discovered his craft at the knee of his God-fearing, jazz-loving father. Now a dad himself, Lightburn and his wife and bandmate Natalia still tour together, bringing along the family when they can. On a recent evening, Murray sat at my dinner table to chat about life as a musical family man. We began by talking about how having kids changed his approach to songwriting.
1: The years have come. I guess the first batch of songs I wrote after having kids was maybe Missiles, but Missiles was not, you know, that was more about mortality. Mm. So, I mean, maybe mortality in the face of having kids. I don't know. I did I I, I, I not I haven't really thought about it that deeply. There's one song on that record that I that springs to mind and it's Lights Off. Um where it's kind of you know towards the end um i'm singing through the pers- maybe a little bit from the perspective of a child uh afraid to turn off the night light you know um and i and what inspired that was you know uh neptune being like i guess like a couple you know, two or three years old and checking on her i was working late nights when i was writing that record so i would go in natalia would already be asleep and i would go in and i would check to make sure she's breathing every night you know that's what we do so um uh and so that whole little section towards the end is all inspired by those every night me going and checking
0: Was there a song that you sang to them to try to get them to go to sleep?
1: No, but when we had Neptune, when she was a baby, uh, we found this by accident. She, uh, was crying, 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 crying. And we were in the car and we had just got like the record on CD and we were in the car and the, you know, when the CD is like in the player, but not in, it actually got accidentally got pushed in and started playing and she was crying, crying, crying. The intro comes on and then it's, she's uh, Gang of Losers. Yeah. Gang of Losers, the very first song Gang of Losers comes on and that little synthro comes on. And she as soon as it came on, and it was kind of loud. As soon as it came on, she just stopped. And that whole intro, she just like. Wah, wah, wah. It was just like, what? What the hell going on here? And then the song starts playing and by the time we got to like first chorus she fell asleep
0: so it wasn't even your voice it wasn't like you know you started singing and she was like oh okay
1: it was the something about the music and what's hilarious about that is that that was the one song on that record that i wrote for her but she didn't know that she was like nine months old or six months old or whatever it was so it was super weird that she kind of knew and that it was a soothing, it had a soothing effect on her. Like that intro specifically was written for her. What do you mean? Like when I composed that with those sounds, I was thinking of her. So, uh, it, it kind of blew my mind that it had that effect on her. Like, it made her cry, made her stop crying instantly. And Natalia and I just looked at each other and said, that was freaky, you know? And so every time she was crying in the car, we just put that, pop that on. And it worked every time. Every time. I'm not kidding you. To the point where I was like, I wonder if this would work with other babies.
0: Do you remember... A song that maybe connected you with your parents?
1: Not from my, like, not from like a young age, but with my old man. Um, uh, He taught me two melodies Uh, when I was first learning to play the guitar. Like he would sing them out to me and ha- make me play them to learn them on the guitar. And one of them was Around Midnight, and the other one was, escapes me at this moment, I'm trying to remember, uh, Someone to Watch Over Me. Is there somebody
0: I'm to see?
1: And uh, if you asked me to play them right now, I probably couldn't, <laughs> but I mean, it would take me a minute. Right. But like, uh, I remember learning those melodies. So those songs always make me think, like transport me in my mind to sitting on the steps of our house, inside the house. So yeah, the steps like that, but it led straight to the kitchen, sort of. Like there was a hallway and then like the kitchen was just beyond and there was like you come in the door, walk up some steps and I was sitting on the steps and my dad was in the kitchen cooking and I was sitting on the steps with my guitar. And he was singing out the melody to me and I was playing guitar. So every time I hear those songs, I'm transported to sitting on the steps of my parents' house, learning them.
0: And he, he played music too, right? He did. And uh, I, I think I saw on your Instagram, you've, you've kind of taken up
1: I'm trying I'm failing miserably how's that going it's really uh I don't think I was born to play the saxophone I mean I can make a note out of it but it's it's a tough estru- instrument yeah what, what, I mean it, apparently it's supposed to be easy I'm not finding it easy at all What what inspired you to do that now well because I was at my parents house and I found it in the basement and my dad's done he's like he's he's like stage six Alzheimer's oh. Sorry, man. And uh, so he's done And I was in the basement I found the um, The uh, Saxophone down there And I was just like well nobody's Nobody's using this I'm gonna take it And I try to figure out how to play it Because I've I've been wanting to at least Do like some Really minimal stuff like if I could Get to the point where I could play the sax part In the second part of "Off uh, No Cities Left." That, that's my dream. That's that's like my my end game. If I could play that one saxophone part, if I could do that, then I can play saxophone. In my mind. <laughs>
0: You said you kind of had a, a, a bit of a tough relationship with your father. Do you feel that music kind of helped that or hindered it?
1: There was two things that you could talk about with my father, and it was baseball and music. Specifically, jazz music. Specifically, John Coltrane. It's like that's all he wanted to talk about was John Coltrane. He didn't even want to talk about Charlie Parker that much. He wanted to talk about not a Bird John fan. Coltrane. No, Bird I mean fan. I know, I think he was, but it's like he just loves John Coltrane. Like even in his senility state, like he's like L- one day I had to take my parents to the um to the hospital and I had to like sort of take care of my dad while, you know, or so he or so he didn't wander off into the into the world, and so it, he told me this super elaborate story about going to see, uh, um, John, uh, yeah, John Coltrane, um, in I guess the '60s at Birdland with my mom and his brother and his brother's wife, and he's told me this whole story about them going and sitting. Watching John Coltrane play in Berlin, like he was so into this story, like, uh, uh, this is the level of fan fandom. Uh, my parents' Wi-Fi network is Coltrane, and the password is "A Love Supreme." <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so there's some fan. They're they're a little bit. Yeah. Do, do you listen to Coltrane a lot?
1: Uh, I do. I do. Not that much, but I, I, I prefer, actually, a, a, the, the sketches in Spain, sort of Gil Norton phase of, of uh, Miles Davis' career a bit more, um, but, uh, but I do love Coltrane, for sure.
0: I want to talk about your new album, Hear Me Out. A- at times it feels so personal, it feels like you're talking to your family.
1: It wasn't entirely intentional, but like a song like Changed My Ways on, that, on the record is like, it's kind of like I'm trying to like, because, you know, my daughter is old enough now to like talk back and like, you know, she's forcing me to examine even the way I parent. Uh, and I'm, I'm making changes, but I'm worried that, you know, because she's so young, she doesn't see the effort that I'm making to make those changes. She might not see it until she's older, you know? But I'm trying to convince her that, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Maybe you're right. Even though, you, you know, you're way younger than me, I'm going to listen to you because that's how you feel about the way I'm doing my job. So I'm going to work on it And our relationship is, you know, is is changing because of it You know, and uh, I'm working really hard to not lose her
0: The album certainly has jazzy moments And uh, there's obviously some saxophone on it as well uh, Have you played it for your dad?
1: I don't he wouldn't even yeah he's too far gone so uh it would have been good to hear I actually wanted him to play on this record I wanted him to play the saxophone on this record but I uh in the end um Liam O'Neill came by and he played on the record and one of the things that I told him I said the thing that's so great about the way you play saxophone is that you nail my old man's vibe down perfectly like you remind me of you know there's a lot of sax players I could have gotten but I wanted him because I really like the way he plays it reminds me of the way my father plays that's beautiful man I'm sure in his own way he he really appreciates it thanks for coming in
0: First Versus is a greater good production. You can check out Murray Lightburn's album, Hear Me Out, wherever good music is streamed. While you're there, hit up his band, Dears. They're pretty great. Thanks for listening.